the Bible speaks of a time coming upon the earth that is worse than any time in the history of the world. Uh, that time is called the tribulation. Of the tribulation, the earliest destructive events are presented as the four horsemen of the apocalypse. The first horseman brings a false sense of peace. But the second horseman, when he comes on the scene, he's riding a red horse and it represents great war. In fact, the word that's used there for war is mega war, massive war. The war that is coming is horrific and it even appears to escalate into nuclear destruction. As you and I wake up to world events and each new morning dawns, we can almost hear the hoofbeats of this war horse as virtually all media outlets are questioning if World War III is about to begin. Russia is saber-rattling as Putin sends its military jets near Alaska. Iran is saber-rattling, and Syria may very well be the epicenter of the beginning of what is coming. Adding to those things, Turkey has bombed U.S.-backed forces in Iraq and Syria. Listen, these are all serious matters. But the rhetoric of North Korea seems to be the most alarming. In fact, what is coming out of North Korea is so threatening that the leader in North Korea wants to start or appears to want to start some type of nuclear holocaust. And his target also appears to be the United States of America. Just listen to some of these headlines that appeared in the last couple of days. The U.S. carrier group heads for Korean waters, and China is calling for restraint. Why is that? Because China recognizes, wait a minute, what is Trump going to do? What's the U.S. military going to do? What's this crazy guy over in Korea going to do? We're going to wait, and we're going to watch, and we're going to see. Here's another headline. Japanese demand for nuclear shelters and purifiers surges as North Korea tension mounts. Japan is in the crosshairs of all that is going on. We are watching this, and it is absolutely unbelievable to think what could possibly come about. Here's another article. North Korea reportedly holds live fire drill as U.S. nuclear-powered sub approaches. I look at these things and so many things that are happening on the world scene, but especially coming out of North Korea and then President Trump calling for all of the U.S. Senate to join him for a briefing on North Korea. Folks, it is alarming. Some people are frightened, but I know this. We don't need to be afraid because the Lord Jesus Christ is on the throne. However, as I think of these ominous headlines and the very real threat of World War III and the four horsemen of the apocalypse, and as I also think of the alignment of Russia with the nations and the peoples of the coming predicted war of Ezekiel chapter 38 and 39. And then, of course, the prophecy from the Hebrew prophet Isaiah, written some 2,700 years ago, where he foretells about the destruction of Damascus, Damascus, the capital of Syria, in the last days. Wow! As I have been thinking of these things, my mind was drawn to the attention of a so-called prophecy uh, that was said to have been given to a Jewish rabbi named Judah ben Samuel in the year 1215. Uh, that was 800 years ago. 
Now, it's known as the prophecy of the ten jubilees. Now, now listen to this. Each jubilee as taught in the Old Testament is a period of 50 years. I do not know if the prophecy is factual or not, because what has been said about it is so accurate that it seems to me that it must have been written or promoted after the fact. However, thinking of it, according to what has been written, the rabbi was allegedly visited by the prophet Elijah who told him, when the Ottomans, that would be the Turks, conquer Jerusalem, they, the Turks, will rule over Jerusalem for eight jubilees. Each jubilee, again, is a period of 50 years. Eight times 50, 400 years. After the 400 years, in other words, after the Turks rule Jerusalem for 400 years, Jerusalem will become no man's land for one jubilee, that be an additional 50 years. And then in the ninth jubilee, or at the end of the ninth jubilee, Jerusalem will once again come back into possession, or the Jews will come again into the possession of Jerusalem. Uh, now think on this, because from history, this is what we do know. In 1217, the rabbi Judah ben Samuel died. In 1517, the Turks captured Jerusalem and the prophecy of 10 jubilees started. In 1917, eight jubilees or eight times 50 years, I mean 400 years later, the British captured Jerusalem and the rule of the Turks ended. This was exactly what the alleged prophecy said. Now, during the next 50 years, Jerusalem was no man's land under the control of the League of Nations, uh, the UN, and Jordan. This is also what the prophecy said. Exactly. Then, in 1967, one jubilee or 50 years later, Israel captured East Jerusalem. And again, all of this appears to be what the prophecy said. So this takes us to 2017, or the end of the 10th Jubilee. And according to some, this Jubilee will end in September of 2017. And according to the prophecy, Israel will possess Jerusalem, and the Messianic end times will begin. Here's the deal. I'm a skeptic when it comes to things uh, like this, especially when dates are connected to them. Uh, I've never known a date setter yet that has been correct. However... As Damon Duck noted in his thoughts on this, the term messianic end times refers to the time when Elijah, the prophet Elijah, will appear and the age of peace will begin. Of that, we are also reminded that the prophet Malachi wrote that God said, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. And the book of Revelation teaches that in the beginning of the tribulation, two witnesses will appear in Jerusalem for three and a half years, proclaiming the true Messiah to the Jews and to the world. And again, one of those witnesses is thought to be Elijah. Uh, now, one problem with this prophecy of 10 Jubilees is that it predicts the beginning of peace. On the other hand, perhaps there's something to it as, as there will be a false peace covenant that does come to Israel in a time when it appears great war comes upon the world. War this world has never seen before. Now, here's the thing. Time will tell if the prophecy of the ten jubilees will be fulfilled. Uh, listen, if not, then it is a false prophecy. So I am not concerned about it in particular. But here's the thing. I want you to think about this. This prophecy has gotten into a lot of media outlets. And a lot of people are looking at it and they are convinced 
whoa, Jesus must be returning in 2017. So here's my warning to you. Don't hang your hat on a prophecy like that. Because here's the deal. We don't know what hour or what day Jesus is coming again. This is the thing. What does concern me is not that prophecy. It's interesting. It is intriguing. But I'm thinking it wasn't even discovered until after so much of it was supposedly fulfilled. So that's kind of suspicious. But here's the deal. What concerns me is not that prophecy, but it is all of the events that are taking place, including the alignment of the nations that the Bible predicted for the last days along with the rhetoric of all the, the war and the, this World War III, along with the other things that you look at in the book of Revelation and the Olivet Discourse with Matthew 24, Luke 21, Mark 13, and the rise of pestilence and so many other things that are taking place, lawlessness abounding, immorality abounding, living in times of perplexity. Listen, all of these things are happening at the same time. So I look at these things and I believe all of these other things, not that prophecy of the, the 10 Jubilee periods. I believe that all of these things are an alarm that is going off by the Lord to get our attention. After all, it was Jesus himself who said, watch and be ready, watch and pray. So that is what we do. We watch, we warn, we pray, and we proclaim so that people will be ready. Folks, so many events are happening that point to a soon return of the Messiah. I've got to ask you this question. Are you ready to meet him? Do you know that when you die, you're going to go to heaven. Listen, if you have not trusted in Christ as your Savior, if you haven't repented of your sin and asked Him to forgive you of your sin and surrender to Him, then when you die, you will not go to heaven. Instead, you will be judged for your sin. Because the Bible tells us that there's no other name under heaven by which a person can be saved than that of the Lord Jesus Christ. This is what happened. When Jesus died on the cross, he was judged for the sins of anyone who would believe in him. So if you haven't trusted in him for your forgiveness, then he was not judged for your sin. You will be judged for your sin. Listen, you don't want to be judged for your sin. That determines if you die in that state, rejecting Christ, eternity and hell for you. But if you ask Christ to forgive you, you repent of your sin. It'll be heaven forever. You'll be with the Lord. You'll be forgiven. You will live forever in eternity. Listen, if you want to know that when you die, you're going to heaven, you're forgiven of your sin, then pray this with me. Dear Lord Jesus, I admit that I'm a sinner, but I want to be forgiven. Right now, I repent of my sin and unbelief, and I surrender to you as Lord. I will follow you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Listen, if you prayed that and you meant it, then this is what I want to encourage you to do. Go to our website, endtimestv.org, and click on the Know Jesus section. And there in the Know Jesus section, you can find out what it means to know the Lord Jesus Christ, what it means to walk with Him, what it means to be forgiven, what it means to genuinely repent of your sin. And also, while you're on our website, we have a lot of different tools to help you. There's newsletters there. There's daily updates of news briefings, amongst other things that you get, including books and DVDs. Listen, until next time, God bless.